On October 21st, actor Alec Baldwin was handed a prop firearm on the New Mexico set of his film, Rust. He believed it to be cold, not loaded, harmless. So he took it out of his holster. The gun wasn't safe. It discharged. The shot injured the director and killed the movie cinematographer, Helena Hutchins. Another Hollywood accident that could have been averted. I'm Gustavo Arellano. You're listening to The Times, daily news from the LA Times. It's Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. Today, we talk about the fatal incident. We'll check in with two LA Times reporters who cover the business of entertainment about what happened on that set, whether the tragedy could lead to workplace safety changes in the film and television industry, and whether the clash between unionized crew members and Hollywood producers is about to flare up all over again. Helena. Helena Hutchins. Helena Hutchins. Vigils from Southern California to Albuquerque were held this past weekend to mark the death of Helena Hutchins. The up-and-coming cinematographer was working on the film Rust, a Western that featured Alec Baldwin as an actor and producer. Meanwhile, investigators are still trying to figure out how Baldwin was handed a gun with a live round on set, despite being assured it was safe. Gun safety on Hollywood sets is supposed to be stringent. We're talking about weapons, after all, and even firing blanks can be deadly. Yet accounts indicate protocols on the set of Rust weren't being fully followed, and calls are now coming across Tinseltown to ban all guns that can still function. Wendy Lee covers digital media for the LA Times' Company Town team. Wendy, welcome to the Times. Thanks, Usama, for having me. First off, what do court records reveal about the accident itself? Well, uh, in the court documents, we had a statement from the director who described three people who handled the gun from that scene, the armorer, the assistant director, and Alec Baldwin. The armorer had left three prop guns on a cart outside the structure where the scene was being rehearsed, And the assistant director took one of the three prop guns and handed it to Alec Baldwin and said it was a cold gun. In the industry, a cold gun usually means a gun that is unloaded. And the part of the rehearsal was Alec Baldwin cross-drawing his gun and pointing it towards the camera. During the rehearsal, he was explaining to the camera operator where his arm would be. The gun discharged, and what came out of the gun hit the cinematographer in the chest and the director in the shoulder. And um, the cinematographer later was uh, taken to hospital where she died. Santa Fe Fire and EMS on the location of emergency. Uh, Bonanza Creek Ranch has had two people accidentally shot on a movie set by a prop gun. We need help immediately. 
The crew members were desperate to get ambulances on set to deal with two people who were hit accidentally. So was it loaded with a real bullet or one? I I cannot tell you that. Okay. Also, the calls reveal that there was tension on set, that a script supervisor said that she was yelled at about revisions by the assistant director. I just an AD that yelled at me at lunch because asking about revisions is mother Did you see him lean over my table and yell at me? She said that he was responsible, that he's supposed to check the gun. You talked to gun safety experts who said, based on what's been revealed so far, that there was a almost complete lack of gun safety on the set of Rust. Yes. I mean, usually in these circumstances, an armorer or a props master would be in charge with handling the weapons on the set. This uh, person, usually the armorer, would be in charge with checking the weapon, also explaining safety and how to use the weapon to actors. In this case, in the uh, court documents, the director and a camera operator explained to a detective that they weren't sure whether the guns were checked again after they had parted and came back for lunch. Also, crew members were concerned when days before the fatal shooting that a stunt double had two accidental discharges on set and there were no safety meetings. And the crew members told this to the L.A. Times, saying that they raised concerns about safety as well as payment and housing issues. Yeah, most people assume that the guns used in films and television have to be harmless. Why else would you use them? Yet many of them are actually real and adjusted so that they supposedly can't go off for that particular day. So why do productions use real life guns and what are the alternatives? Well, I think the thinking behind using real guns that are loaded with blanks or empty dummy rounds that don't contain gunpowder. I think the reasoning behind that is because some people think that it makes it more authentic or it might uh, create a more realistic scenario. But the thing is, is that muzzle flashes, those things can be added in post-production. And there have been calls to use airsoft guns, which you can film in close range, you know, as opposed to, say, a modified semi-automatic gun loaded with blanks in which people have to stay usually around 20 feet away. So is anything going to change now? Are more productions going to move away from using real guns? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, you've already seen that on sets like The Rookie where operational firearms are no longer being used. I think you're also going to see more people being more cognizant of safety protocols and making sure that they follow them, you know, in light of Helena's death. And unfortunately, many of the people I talk to, you know, are saying that it's, it's just tragic that it takes someone's death in order for people to take safety protocols more seriously. Finally, there's a question about liability over all this. Well, um, I think that uh, many legal experts have said that the production company could be held liable. The production company employs the people who were in charge of overseeing safety on the set, such as the armorer, and individuals um, like the armorer could also be held liable too. Wendy, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. Coming up, The Rust Onset Killing comes at a time where talk about bad workplace conditions on Hollywood sets have spilled over to the mainstream like never before. Stay tuned.
In the hours before actor Alec Baldwin fatally shot a cinematographer on the New Mexico set of Rust, a half dozen camera crew workers walked off the set to protest working conditions. The anguish over the death of Hutchins and reported walkout comes during a moment where film crews are already antsy. Earlier this month, IATSE, the union representing about 60,000 crew members, seemed to be on the verge of a strike over working conditions, among other things. My colleague, Meg James, covers the business of television and digital disruption in the entertainment industry. Meg, welcome to The Times. Thank you, Gustavo. You covered the onset problems on Rust leading up to the incident. What was going on? Gustavo, this was really a chaotic set, particularly last Thursday. There had been a walkout about 7.30 or 8 in the morning by camera operators who were really upset about working conditions, including the fact that they had been promised to have hotel rooms close to this production facility. It's called the Bonanza Creek Ranch near Santa Fe, New Mexico. But as the production began, they were told that, no, they were going to have to drive to and from Albuquerque 50 miles away every day to work on this film set. And film set hours are long and arduous. They report to work about 6.30 in the morning. They don't get done till 6.30 or 7 at night. Then there's about an hour of cleaning up camera crews. So the crew was really unhappy. There was other tensions, reports of people yelling at each other that day. They were behind because after these camera operators left, um, they called in non-union crews to fill in. There was only one camera operator, so that was slowing the day. So I think it is pretty safe to say that it was an intense and stressful day. And you also talked to an armorer who said, a veteran armorer who said he wanted nothing to do with the production because he felt it was an accident waiting to happen. Yes, exactly. This um, veteran armorer, he was actually a prop master. He talked to the producers about this job, and he thought it was odd that it was only two weeks out before production began when they were reaching out for him for this very important job. The reason his job was so important is the prop master is in charge of, like, all of the Old West sort of accoutrements, you know, the wagons, you know, the the guns, the um, old, you know, flower sacks. And he knew from 30 years in the business that, you know, handling weapons was not anything to play around with. So he wanted a staff of two people. He wanted a assistant prop person and he wanted an armorer. And the producers of Russ said, no, one person was going to do both jobs. This tragedy occurred at a moment when there were so many heightened tensions in Hollywood, when the IATSE Guild was wrestling amongst themselves about whether or not they would go on strike to protest long hours and unsafe conditions on set. This is an issue that will continue in Hollywood for weeks, if not years, as these crews, you know, struggle to assemble a better work-life balance amid a grueling and punishing industry. So IATSE leaders and production companies agreed to a new contract just a couple of days before the fatal shooting on set of Rust. And union members still need to vote on whether to accept it. And some say that the deal still didn't address how grueling work is for folks on set. This is a major point, Gustavo, because it's an ongoing issue. The IATSE members, the writers and others who have been working on these Hollywood productions 
have been really under strain, particularly since COVID. You know, there was a shutdown for production. The crews were, you know, sent home for a few months. And then they were called back at the end of last summer, 2020, to really, you know, gear up this beast that is production in Hollywood. And you have that situation, you have COVID, you have all these streaming services that are trying to jam as many productions as they can to fill their pipeline so that they can attract subscribers, you know, so they can compete with Netflix. These same companies are producing TV shows for the regular channels, Bravo, NBC, CBS. So you have just a tremendous amount of work going on in Hollywood, which is on one level, a good thing for the employees. But, you know, we talked to a member of IATSE about a week or so ago who said that, yes, they get overtime for working these incredibly long hours, sometimes overnight into Saturdays. He said, but, you know, having a relationship with your children is worth something too. How have union members and also just crew across industry reacted to the death on the set of Rust? Oh my goodness, Gustavo, people are gutted. I mean, they are absolutely just torn to bits. I've talked to crew members who break down and cry on the phone. I've talked to people who were, you know, not even on the production, who just their hearts just go out to Helena Hutchins' family, her survivors, her husband, her nine-year-old son. I mean, this was a woman who was working really hard to make it in a business and in a male-dominated sector of the Hollywood film industry. According to people who know her, and I, I cannot speak for her, obviously, she took this job because she was the lead cinematographer. She was the director of photography. And what people have told me was her shots were absolutely, you know, exquisite. They were beautifully, beautifully lit. And so the fact that this young woman, 42 years old, you know, is struck down on the job is just heartbreaking. This is all happening as IATSE members still have to vote to ratify that IATSE contract. And I know you talked to some people who said they're going to vote no now because of, of, of all of this. You know, there were a lot of people who were going to vote no before the tragedy on Rust. We were struggling a week or so ago to try to figure out, was this just a vocal um, contingent of IATSE who were saying like, no, this isn't good enough. We need more. These are unsafe sets. We, you know, we should not be asked to work 14 hour days and then drive home and then drive back, you know, spending 16, 17 hours a day doing the job and the turnaround. And I think that this case, this, I don't want to call it a case, this tragedy, really has sort of electrified members of IATSE who who said, this is what we've been saying for months. This uh, is the type of thing that can happen when people are not rested, when people are rushed, these compressed schedules. What happened on the rust set was this assistant director grabbed this gun off of a cart that was left outside the church, and he handed it to um, Alec Baldwin. He said, cold gun, meaning there's no live ammunition in there. So... Why did that happen? The director has told the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office that he's not even sure whether anyone checked the guns for safety. They were just coming back for a lunch break. So these sort of like cutting corners and taking shortcuts is really devastating and no more so than to the family of Helena Hutchins.
There's been a couple of infamous onset deaths in Hollywood history. You had the Twilight Zone film of the 1980s where kids were actually killed, the killing of Brandon Lee on the set of The Crow, a fatality during the filming of Midnight Rider just a couple of years ago involving a train. And all the times you have these accidents happen, you hear things are going to change in Hollywood. Things are going to change in Hollywood. We're going to be safer with incidents like this. Do things ever change? Well, we have a movement now that we're reporting on about an effort in the state legislature to ban real firearms from movie sets. You know, the people who work on these productions, particularly special effects technicians, say it's possible to get the whiz, you know, and the flash and the bang and the muzzle action digitally through special effects and that you don't need to have a firearm on a set. I think that there is a cause to be made for that. But the case here that we're dealing with is so unusual. And it it is a catastrophic breakdown. And so we really have to figure out what went on at that set. I mean, you know, I'm not here to advocate for guns on set or against guns on the set. It's just fascinating to me that there's so many things that went wrong on this production, Rust. Meg, thank you so much for this interview. Thank you, Gustavo. That's it for this episode of The Times, daily news from the LA Times. Later this week, how Dia de los Muertos became so big in the United States. Our show is produced by Shannon Lynn, Denise Guerra, Melissa Kaplan, and Ashley Brown. Our engineer is Mario Diaz. Our editors are Shawnee Hilton and Lauren Rabb. And our theme music is by Andrew Ethan. Like what you're listening to? Then make sure to follow The Times on whatever platform you use. I'm Gustavo Ariano. We'll be back tomorrow with all the news on Desmadre. Gracias. Gracias.